This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, February 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. U.S. negotiators head back to China. House Ag Dems up their game. And wheat sector hits the hill. U.S. negotiators headed back to China. The first stage of a new round of negotiations to try to end the U.S.-China trade war begins today in Beijing, and talks will continue through the week. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin arrive for cabinet-level talks on Thursday and Friday. Negotiators are under a lot of pressure as the March 1 deadline is looming. That's why the U.S. is scheduled to raise the rate of tariffs on $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. But the Trump administration has left open the possibility of extending that deadline. Trump originally planned on meeting Chinese President Xi Jinping this month in hopes that the trade deal would be ready to be signed. But those plans were scrapped after a meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un was set to take place on February 27th and 28th in Vietnam. U.S. ag sector is hoping the Chinese will agree to lift tariff and non-tariff barriers on beef, pork, poultry, and grains. Ag interests will be represented at the negotiating table by USDA Undersecretary Ted McKinney and USTR Chief Ag Negotiator Greg Dowd, who just finished a trip to the Dominican Republic and Brazil before heading back to Beijing. Shutdown Watch The government could partially shut down again this week if lawmakers can't reach an agreement to keep the government funded by Friday. President Trump continues to demand funding for a new border wall, and Democrats remain opposed, leading Senate Appropriations Chair Richard Shelby of Alabama to say on Fox News yesterday he's not confident that we're going to get a deal. But the Alabama Republican also added he's hopeful we're going to get a deal, an attitude shared across party lines. I'm very optimistic, the chairman of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Sanford Bishop, said on Friday. He said, I don't think anyone sees the debacle we experienced for 35 days. Farm Bill, Rural Broadband, to get House Ag Focus. The House Agriculture Committee is planning at least three hearings, one on the farm economy with Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, another on trade, and the third to oversee how USDA is spending the rural broadband funding Congress authorized in 2018. That's the word from Representative Filion Vallee, a subcommittee chairman who spoke to the National Cotton Council this weekend in San Antonio. Vallee, a Texas Democrat who chairs the subcommittee on general farm commodities and risk management, says his panel will likely have hearings on implementation of the Farm Bill commodity programs, crop insurance, and the market facilitation program, the trade assistance program that Purdue created last year. House Ag Dems up their game. Vallee says Democrats on the committee are looking to deepen their expertise in farm policy because they know Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota may retire before the next farm bill is written. Vallee said Democrats have been leaning heavily on Peterson's knowledge up until now. Because of that, it's been harder to dig into some of that stuff. We're committed as a group now to really start to learn from Colin so there'll be a new generation of Democrats who know ag policy in the future as he does. Cotton growers boosting acreage. Farmers are expected to plant about 3% more cotton this year, in part because of relatively lower prices for soybeans. 
According to the National Cotton Council's annual survey of planting intentions, farmers will plant 14.45 million acres of cotton this year, including 7.9 million acres in Texas. The cotton industry also is looking for exports to rebound this year, although there is ongoing uncertainty about how much China will buy due to the ongoing trade war. China continues to reduce its cotton reserves and needs to import more cotton. The big question is how much it will wind up buying from U.S. farmers versus Brazil and other competitors. Assuming the trade dispute gets resolved this year, U.S. cotton exports are expected to hit 17.4 million bales this year, up from 15.1 million in 2018. But 2019 exports could be closer to 16.5 million bales, if the trade dispute with China continues, according to NCC economist Jody Campisci. Keep in mind, depending on how quickly there's a deal in China, growers in the South could decide to plant a bit less cotton and more soybeans. That would be just fine with cotton growers because it would mean likely stronger cotton prices. ABA defends farm credit nominee. The American Bankers Association suggests that farmers will benefit from having a banker on the board of the Farm Credit Administration, which regulates the farm credit system. The Farm Credit Council, which represents the system, expressed outrage last week that President Donald Trump announced his intention to nominate a California banking executive, Rodney Brown, to sit on the board. Ed Elfman, Senior Vice President for Agriculture and Rural Banking Policy at ABA, said Brown is a Kansas native who has decades of experience at banks that are active in agriculture lending. Putting him on the FCA board, quote, will help ensure that our nation's farmers and ranchers have access to the credit they need and taxpayers have the oversight they deserve. Keep in mind... ABA has long criticized the exemptions the farm credit system has from some federal banking regulations. Senators take another shot at ending Cuban embargo. U.S. farmers are selling soybeans, poultry, corn, and other commodities to Cuba now, but lawmakers are certain they could sell a lot more if the trade embargo and all of its restrictions were completely lifted. That's just one of the reasons that Senators Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, Mike Enzi of Wyoming, and Patrick Leahy of Vermont have reintroduced the Freedom to Export to Cuba Act. This bipartisan legislation would benefit the people in America and Cuba, Enzi said in a statement. It would provide new opportunities for American businesses, farmers, and ranchers. We need to open dialogue and the exchange of ideas and commerce that would help move Cuba forward. It is time to work toward positive change. The senators estimate that lifting the embargo would allow U.S. farmers to increase sales to the communist country by about $2 billion annually. Wheat sector hits the hill. The entire wheat value chain from farmers to bakers to cereal makers and more will be hitting Capitol Hill this week to educate lawmakers on record low wheat prices, turbulence on the global market, and the fight to carve out new export opportunities around the world. The activities will culminate in a reception Thursday evening where you'll be able to find officials representing the American Bakers Association, U.S. Wheat Associates, General Mills, the National Pasta Association, Syngenta, BNSF Railway, and many more. Hobnobbing with the folks like Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and Senate Ag Committee Chair Pat Roberts. The National Association of Wheat Growers plans to present Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska its Wheat Leader of the Year Award 
at that reception. Brazil's soy crop hit by drought. Brazil, the world's largest soybean exporting country and the South American country that Chinese importers have been turning to for months in order to replace U.S. supplies, is going to be producing less of the oilseed than expected this year because of drought. That's according to a new USDA report predicting Brazil will produce just 117 million metric tons of soybeans, a 4% drop from an earlier prediction, and a 3% decline from the country's 2018 harvest. Generally favorable weather at the start of the season was followed by irregular rainfall with sustained periods of dryness in portions of the south and center-west regions, according to the USDA analysis. China completely shunned U.S. soy up until December because of the country's 25% tariff. The purchase resumed under the order of the government as a favor to the U.S. during renewed negotiations, and the country has bought about 10 million metric tons, roughly a third of what it normally buys in a year from the U.S. Meanwhile, the Brazilian harvest is well underway, and the country's soybeans are not hitting the market as yet. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, February 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.